Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 197, the first of 2022 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. Happy New Year to you, Barb. How are you? Happy fucking New Year. Fucking A. Fucking A. Bleep, 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 bleep. (laughs) So glad that 2021 is over. Oh, God, so am I. Bye-bye. So looking forward to 2022. Hoping things get a little bit better. Didn't we say that last year, though? Come on. Oh, we probably did. We did. We totally did. Have we flattened this curve yet? What's going on? <laughs> Where are we even doing anymore? I don't even know. Everybody I know has got COVID right now for crying Ugh. out loud. Except for me. I still haven't gotten it. And it's been two years, man. I am. Nor hanging. have I. Yep. I've traveled quite a bit in 2021 and I've been tested multiple times and still with a negative. So. Yep. Well, good for you. Hang in there, everybody. I'm hoping this is the year we get it a little bit under control. Yeah. Me too. If not, I'm just going to give up. No. Yeah. Never. (laughs) Never. We will never give up. So 2022, Barb, what do you got? You got any big New Year's resolutions? No. Oh, good. I don't do resolutions, bro. I'm good all year long. I eat healthy. I run. I do this. I, I should probably give up smoking completely. I'm down for that. That's my New Year's resolution is for you to give up smoking. How's that? Good. I have given it up, but I have one here and there. So, yeah. I tend to have that effect on people. Sorry. I gave up wine. I gave up meat. I gave up f***ing everything last year. So the only thing I have left is a cigarette every now and again. I'll give that up too. Why not? Well, we got to find you a new vice. There is no new vice. There's (laughs) nothing. I have to give it all up. Oh, you're going to be so boring at the end of this year. I know. Are you ready for another 52 episodes? Yes. Are we going to do this? Totally. Yes. I'm so glad. Maybe 2022 will be the year you get a tattoo. What do you think? I don't think so. No? No. You don't have any tattoos, do you? No. You have a bunch, right? Ah, seven. Seven-ish. Seven. Well, actually, one covers an old tattoo, and I'll leave that up to speculation if people want to try to guess what that original tattoo was. But I got that covered up. Have you ever thought about getting one? No. Actually, breast cancer tattoo on my boob. But no. Left or right? Doesn't matter. Okay. But that would be it. So no. Other than that, my son, my 16-year-old wants one big time. But no, I'm just not there. Interesting. Move on. Well, speaking of tattoos, we're starting off this new year with a bit of a different guest. So every week we talk to people in or around our industry. But this week, we talked to a gentleman out of Portland that does tattoos of dental-related images on skin. On skin. On skin, yes. skin. That's kind of where tattoos go, bro. Well. Just saying. We do (laughs) have to clarify because they're not tattoos on teeth. Okay. So Ed Johnson is a different kind of tattoo artist, and he's joined by his father, the dentist, Dr. Dennis Johnson. A while back, when we talked to Janelle... Tabernock, Tabernock, <laughs> whatever, and Mackenzie Mayer from the Denture Babes. That's where we first heard about the Instagram account Dentist PDX. 
So I started following him and wanted to know how a son of a dentist becomes a tattooist. Dennis. Son of a dentist becomes a tattooist of dentures. Ed talks about getting into tattoos, how the process works, and what really makes a good tattoo great. So join us as we chat with Ed and Dennis Johnson. And now a special message from our good friend Norbert Ulmer from Grow 3X. If you want to save and also grow, Grow 3X is where you should go. Resins to print night guards for high impact and flex. Look no further because we have them at Grow 3X. Burrs for your mills, zirconia for your crowns. With Grow 3X, you will be the hottest lab in town. And last but not least, if you seriously want to grow, at Grow 3X Aligners and your doctors will say, wow. Be sure to check out all Grow 3X has to offer at grow3x.com. That's G-R-O, the number three, X.com. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast. Thank you. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. We'd like to welcome, for the first time on the podcast, a gentleman that is known for dental-related tattoos. Can't get more interesting than that. Ed Johnson, how are you, sir? Hey, doing pretty good, man. Doing well. Awesome. And you're joined by your father, the real dentist, Yes, Dennis Johnson. How are you, sir? I'm fine. Thank you, Elvis. So you guys are both from Portland? So originally from the Chicago area. I moved to Portland. Oh, okay. about, yeah, I moved to Portland about five years ago. That's where my brother lives. Oh, nice. I love it. Absolutely yeah, it's, it. it's great. It's a lot of fun. If you want to do the ocean or you want to do the mountains in the same day, it, it is possible. So, yep, or Cannon Beach. And there we go. Area. Yeah. Yep. Super familiar with it. Yeah. Nice. We'd like to find out, Ed, how you actually got into being known for doing dental related tattoos. It's got to be a pretty niche want in the world. I just want to clarify one minute because we do have tattoos on teeth. You're talking about body tattoos, right? You're talking about body, yes. We're definitely talking right. about on the body. Yeah, imagery related. Yeah, not, okay, not particularly cool. teeth. <laughs> have you um, ever made a dental tooth? <laughs> uh, a dental tooth? As in, um, you mean like to tattoo a tooth or what do you mean? Or an actual make anything dental lab related. No, I, you know, I've had a go at like sculpting clays and certain things like that. And then, you know, how you can buy the different variants and uh, teeth and tones. So I've put those together and, and made some sort of, you know, mismatch sculpture, but nothing like, uh, yeah, nothing like our actual friends who do uh, the quality work that lives in the mouth. Wow. <laughs> so let's start with y'all's story. So let's go with your dad first. Sir, how did you get into dentistry? Actually, I wanted to be an airline pilot up through high school. Wow. Started getting licenses. And then I have a dad that's a surgeon and an older brother that followed in his footsteps. And I just thought, I'm going to check out this dentistry thing because I like tinkering with stuff. And it uh, fell into place. And I uh, I really learned to love it. Very creative. Where did you uh, go to school? Went to school at University of Illinois years ago. <laughs> wow. Is your practice in Illinois? Yes. I actually, uh, I'm in Nap. We live in Macomb, Illinois, which is where Western Illinois University is, about two hours twenty minutes from Chicago. Uh-huh. But I, I actually also live and practice in Naperville, Illinois, a southwest suburb. 
Oh, and yeah, you're right there, yeah. The family just still lived in, we just had two residences. The family still just lived in, in Macomb and uh, uh, the opportunity, I was in, I was practicing in, in Macomb and we had a corporate buyout. Ah, yeah. The new owners were um, untenable. They, they just weren't good. So I found something up in Naperville, but we decided just to keep the kids in the neighborhood they knew and the community they knew. And so that's that's where I pra- I still practice there today. The practice has been sold and enlarged, and I'm I'm still there. <laughs> do you use a local lab in the area? I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, we do. We use a lab called Rockert uh, Dental. Oh, yeah. That's Tad's lab, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, we know Tad. him. Love the guy. I used to know Larry, the other owner, and um, they just do it all. So that's fantastic. Yeah, and then we use several uh, denture labs. That the guys are real uh, prima donnas, but boy, they know what they're doing. So <laughs> yeah, I might be one of those, but I'm not a denture tech. Wow, you use Tad's lab. Shout out to Tad. Definitely, that's great. He's a good friend. <laughs> yeah. So Ed, you grew up with a dentist father. Were you ever pushed into becoming a dentist? No, no, not at all. You know, I was always, you know, able to do my artistic endeavors and uh, growing up skateboarding was huge for me. So I was always painting on my skateboards and redesigning everything and spray painting my bicycles and, you know, all all sorts (laughs) of stuff like that. So dad was always, you know, welcoming and uh, supportive of those endeavors, never necessarily pushing me into the family trade. So (laughs) even though I come from a long line of various doctors and medical professions and things like that. It's kind of how our industry is on the lab side. Everybody we talk to, you know, kind of knows somebody who knows somebody and a lot of doctors, dentists specifically that we talk to, you know, sometimes their kids will go and, you know, follow their footsteps. So it's, it's kind of relevant in both of our industries. Yeah, it's pretty common to see a, a dentist and he has this younger son that's graduating, that kind of thing. Yep. And how often do you brag about your son that does dental-related tattoos on people? <laughs> uh, constantly. I bet. <laughs> well, he's been to all my offices, and he's met people, and they love him. And uh, he can't come to the office and just sit. He's always got to <laughs> do something, be creative, you know, even when he was little. So, <laughs> Yeah, I remember uh, I used to take the like latex gloves and fill them up with water and put them in a water cooler and draw faces on them, and then... Because I'd stay with my dad at his office. He had an office in Schaumburg for a while. Mm-hmm. I'd stay with him and hang out all day and use the photocopier to make different various art projects. And I'd take these water balloon gloves and throw them off the the back, uh, you know, balcony area and just, I don't know. And mess with people. Yes, exactly. Funny. So how did you get into tattooing? Where did that fall into? So yeah, I, I went to the Art Institute of Chicago. Um, leading up to that, I'd obviously been doing art for, you know, years and really practicing at it. And then I was doing a lot of fine uh, studio printmaking and things like that, got into screen printing. And then with all of that came this kind of a graphic design background to, you know, perfect these kind of screen prints and these graphics and whatnot. So eventually it got to a point where people started asking me if I could design them tattoos or if they could get my work tattooed, you know, and then the people would hit me up and say, Oh, I got, you know, I went and got your design done. You know, here's a photo of it. And I'd look at it and it would just, it'd be butchered. Oh, I would see little things would be missing or like they just kind of blended into this next thing. And, you know, the little nuances that I would put in were totally washed over. So I got to a point where I started getting this kind of a stubborn mindset of I could do better than that. And I'm not even a tattoo artist. So (laughs) eventually I kind of figured out on my own. I, you know, purchased certain materials, talked to certain friends. I had roommates at the time when I moved to Portland who were, you know, really willing and able to just let me figure something out on them, which is, you know, 
bizarre having a live canvas to practice on. So doing that over a certain span of a year, you know, practicing on myself a little bit, eventually I realized I'm like, this is just another medium. It's another tool. Uh, just like, you know, a paintbrush or screen printing or, you know, lithography, it's, it's just another medium. So it just so happens to be a, a fairly, you know, there's, there's high interest for it and people are, it's constantly in demand. I mean, everybody in everyone's mother and grand, you know, <laughs> every, you know, yes. it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's very popular right now. So, so do you do other tattoos or just do you specialize in teeth and do you do other stuff? Yeah. So it all started with me doing you know, teeth. And then I would draw these dentures in, in kind of a funky, you know, avant-garde way. And Why? people were like, oh, okay, what's that? <laughs> Who started that? Who's like, Hey, I want a denture tattoo. And it everybody in our industry. Uh, I get yeah. it. But no, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I was just drawn to it. I mean, I grew up seeing the, you know, the molds and the diagrams and the, yeah. you know, and, and all the stuff just being in the office and that space. And so I was always painting it and drawing teeth and, you know, kind of gums and, funky dentures that were misproportioned. And yeah, eventually I would always trickle those into some of the design options for people to get tattooed. Hmm. And yeah, a few people were just like, oh my God, that's your thing. You do that thing. I love what you do. I have to get what you do. So that's you know where it kind of started. It was more so friends supporting like, oh yeah, Ed does the weird denture thing. Like I love his work. <laughs> I'm going to get weird dentures too. And, you know, and, and at this point now, I probably take about 70 clients within a month. And oh my god! Yeah, with within like probably about twenty of those are just denture tattoos. Either specifically they've requested me to do that, or they've looked back at my design options and gone that one, the one with the you know the thick black gums and the speckles on the teeth, and you know however I've designed them, they they want that. And I always ask them, I'm like, oh, do you have any ties or connections to dentures? Or is there a reason you uh you know you're yeah. wanting these things on your body? They're like, no, 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 not at all. That's just, this is your thing. This is your trademark. And I want to support that. So <laughs> interesting. You know, that completely surprises me. Mm-hmm. So these are non-dental not at related. All. Wow. Yeah. I thought for sure after this, it will be, of course, but I thought for <laughs> sure it'd be people that were into like teeth and designing teeth and be adventurous yeah. or. Yeah. Wow. Can I say something? Sure. <laughs> I have to do perfection in my work. I mean, I'm really tough on myself. It's got to be perfect. And Edward's the same way with his dental-related tattoos. They are absolutely perfect. Are you saying he follows the golden rule and all that when he does these things? <laughs> well, it's just it's just it's <laughs> like the best crown you can make with shading and, and staining. And it's just this is absolutely perfect. And that's how he does his tattoos. They just There's nothing out of balance. They're quite attractive. Yeah, they are. How did you learn all of the features, especially with the um, tissue? I mean, you're specializing in dentures, so I'm I'm certain you're using three, four, five, six different pink colors to make them look real. But like, how do you how did you teach yourself to do that? I had a lot of like physical things to kind of look and work from. Mm-hmm. I've had friends who know that I'm into that, so they'll just mail me. They'll say, "Hey." you know, I work at a nursing home or or whatever. They're like, we have all these dentures that just sit in a drawer. Do you want them? (laughs) And then they'll just mail me like, I mean, I probably have like over a hundred various dentures from, you know, different eras and time frames. Makes sense. Yeah. Just seeing those and having them physically in front of me and being able to actually look at them up close and, you know, all the different hues and tones and fibers and things like that. And I I usually don't stick to more of a realistic kind of uh, impression of them. I, I do more of a, you know, I suppose more of an avant-garde kind of perspective of them. You know, I I make certain teeth a little bit wavier or wonky, or I really love 
elongating the back of the, you know, the top ridges and, you know, kind of exposing what the texture of the top looks like and, you know, various angles of, you know, the dentures open or closed. But yeah, there's been a few where I have done more of a, you know, realistic uh, flesh kind of tones and stuff. Mm. But, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So do I understand you've only been tattooing for about five years? Yeah. Yeah. So from a dental technician perspective, where we try for perfection, but if we do mess it up, we can start over. Oh, How was that? Yeah. I, I'm very curious. I mean, I understand that you mess it up. You're you're messing up a permanent thing. Yeah. You get How was shot. that getting into five years ago? You know, I or do you not think about it? <laughs> It's interesting. I don't really think about it that way. So I'm, I mean, I'm pretty addicted to the art, the process of the, of making the art itself. So I love that kind of quick instant satisfaction of just doing it. So there was a period of time where I just kind of stopped using pencils and the preliminary sketch portion of a design, you know, whether it be me mocking it up on an iPad or just going straight to the canvas, I got to a point where I was like, I'm just going to go straight to it. So, you know, treat everything like you just get one shot with it. So I'd already been kind of practicing and doing that. Granted, yeah. when you're manipulating an image to get to that perfect level, you know, when it's like real good graphic design, you have the opportunity in that moment to kind of fine tune and finesse things. But once it's it comes down to, you know, projecting it and putting it on a canvas or, you know, mocking it up and putting it on as a mural, I, I really don't like the the preliminary part. So getting it in that first go is is really like the whole gist. So when it became time to do the tattooing, I just kind of figured out, okay, this is the flow. This is how it works. And I mean, to be honest, you know, knock on wood at this point, I've really had zero oopsie moments or errors really? where it's like, oh, wow, like, I can't believe I just did that, you know, or, you know, and the way I design things, it is, it is also kind of accommodating to a little bit of a, a wavier kind of wonkierness, but there's, there's like a fine tuned finesse to it, you know, like dentures aren't incredibly straight. It's not like a, you know, six inches of a really long straight line. That, like that's a challenging tattoo you know if somebody's yeah, like yeah. Oh, i just I want one long line you know <laughs> so, i want a perfect circle good luck yes exactly which <laughs> you know, surprisingly enough i do a mean circle so <laughs> <laughs> so what's the most common an upper denture um i think it's the it's both it's the two-parter usually i'll have yeah. them slightly open and occasionally somebody is like you know oh well, you put a wind up you know like chattering teeth style wind yep, up yep. thing on the side and Will you give it googly eyes or could you have a big tongue just kind of dropping out of the dentures or wow. so, yeah, usually I like to do the, you know, the double set and then have them just slightly open. So you get a bit of more of that kind of, you know, texture and you can see the, the molars and things like that. So, so how does somebody look you up? Like, do you have an Instagram account? Yeah. That yeah. Tattoos on? If you just look up dentist PDX, but literally if you were, if anybody were to go into Instagram and you type in dentist. I promise I'm like the first thing that pops up. <laughs> you'll see a, yeah, you'll see a big black set of dentures, you know, like the gums are all blacked out and then you click it and that's, that's instantly me. So, and it's funny cause I get people on, I, I do, you know, various hashtags when I make a post and some of them do have that kind of a dental hashtag. So I'll get various people all across the world that are just like, Oh my God, I just found your page. Like I'm a dental technician or I'm a dentist or blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm, you know, young and inspiring to it. And, they're seeing the work and they're just like obsessed and they're like, can you send me stickers and could you, could you do this and do that? And, or they're like, I live such and such. I can't get a tattoo. You know, it's far away, but one day maybe. <laughs> That's so cool. Do you get a lot of dentists to reach out to you? Uh, every once in a while. Yeah. 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 I'd say like a, you know, a few times a month, but yeah. 
I mean, usually it's me being like, oh, thank you so much. You know, <laughs> there's not yeah. like, it doesn't really go on past that too much, but. So I'm also curious, have you ever had somebody reach out to critique your anatomy? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it was so funny. I did this client's elbow where there was, you know, various molars kind of radiating from the, from the elbow. So there was about, you know, eight or so teeth. And I, you know, I really like to lean into that. Like I said, the avant-garde kind of essence of it, the, you know, macabre morbid vibe. So I'll, you know, make them extra rooty or I'll throw an extra root or I'll twist them or I'll, you know, have the, you know, the top, you know, really concave, a lot of heavy saturation, you know, lines where there shouldn't be lines. And I did have this, uh, this dental technician, she's like, you know, was in her first year or something. And she was commenting on there. She's like, just to let you know, that is, you know, that is not correct. That is not right. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And it would never have this. And like, I just kind of let it be. And it was kind of funny because all of my like fan base, like just tore her apart and was like, that's not the point. The whole point is, you know, it's a tooth related tattoo and it doesn't need to be so specific and anatomical, blah, blah, blah. And she went back and was like, well, actually I think it would be a better representation if it was blah, you know? And it was oh. this really bizarre, like hundred comment kind of battle that just went out. <laughs> that's how we roll. <laughs> Which is fine. You know, I, I love a good critique, but <laughs> Not, you know, never the initial intention. Wow. So what about you, uh, Dennis? Do you have any tattoos that your son did of teeth? Yes. Uh, back nice. In, I really don't care to be covered with tattoos. But last uh, August, uh, August of 2020, we took the big motorcycles and we rode up to uh, Mount Hood. <gasps> and and I'm used to like a small kind of motorcycle in a country setting. And here I am on a 900. We went to a local uh, parking lot and I rode for like 45 seconds and I said, yep, I got it. <laughs> and <laughs> off, we went, off we went to Mount Hood and we came back and I just thought, you know, I was thinking on getting a tooth tattoo. So I went over to his studio and he did a, a really a nice tattoo. The, a tattoo grows on you. you. If it's done right, you just love it. Every day yeah. it, gets, it gets better every day. <laughs> I'm contemplating a second one, but I haven't figured it out in my head yet. But it will be Ed for sure doing it. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Is it on your arm or your back? Neck. It's on my right thigh. Oh, cool. Now, that would be a great uh, icebreaker if I was in the dating scene, but I'm way past <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What is that on your leg? That's awesome. Yeah, that nice low he does a good. Line. He does a good job on that. And by the way, I gave him a lower mandible with the teeth. He has, oh, an, yeah. he has an original, original GV Black dental anatomy book from the 1800s, 1890. Oh my God. So we can look it up and see what it's really supposed to be like. <laughs> so you do dentures, but do you do like single centrals or like a posterior, or is it mainly focused on like a full upper denture? It's usually focused on a full upper denture or things that are, you know, like a, like a Facebook contraption or things like that. Oh um, anything that's you know, is displaying or kind of, you know, spotlighting dentures as this as the centerfold. You know, I've done it before where there's been, you know, floral work that comes out and around them. But, you know, when I'm not doing, you know, specifically just teeth or tooth or dentures, it's, it's things around those, you know, those kind of topics like, you know, skeletal systems or, you know, various angles of skulls wow. or combining that with like a motorcycle helmet, you know, like motorcycle helmet wearing skull with a bandana or cowboy oh, yeah. <laughs> cowboy skull with a bandana. And, you know, the teeth are always, you know, kind of like the main focus. So, so uh, we interviewed uh, probably, I don't know, 
a month ago, two young ladies called the Denture Babes. Yes, yes, my and, good friend. Uh, she's an artist. Oh, really? That's yeah, how we yeah. got connected. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. So she was similar, um, you know, just totally into the art and the crazy of it. And just, you know, like you said, avant-garde and abstract and just doing a, a twist, you know, on the normal. Wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've done some work for me. So I've got like denture keychains and like an actual set that's, you know, modeled off after my uh, designs. Um, and- <laughs> see, Elvis, I was paying attention. <laughs> it's awesome. So they commissioned your work to get their denture babe started. Yeah. Yeah. So basically uh, we negotiated a trade where I was like, do you want to make me dentures? And they're like, yeah, do you want to do us some logos? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I sent them a bunch of dentures and stuff. And then it got to a point where I was like, you know, a lot of these graphics, a lot of their exist, you know, as a sticker or like a tattoo, but then they don't really go to live on. And, you know, they just kind of sit on my, you know, in my archive. So I was sending them various things like, do you want to, do you want to use this? Do you want to use this? And like, for the most part, I l- I've looked at like their inventory and they've used everything. And I'm like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, l- I do every once in a while, I'll get somebody that says, oh, hey, just to let you know, I found this page. It looks like these are all of your designs. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. It's They're my friends. <laughs> like, oh, yes. now you're stealing them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 it's it's good. <laughs> but yeah, they'll always send me things. I've got various sweaters and t-shirts and magnets and stickers. And it's it's really cool. And you actually tattooed them. Yes, they came and visited me. So I went back to visit home. Uh, I was in Chicago this May. Yeah, and they drove down. They drove out from, I think one's up in Wisconsin and then one's yeah. in Indiana. So they both yep. met up and, yeah, and uh, and got, got some tattoos. So both dentures. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really good experience. It was really nice to actually meet them because we'd just been kind of internet friends for a while now. Yeah, that's actually, they connected me with you on Instagram and that's how I yeah. found you and and here we are. It's, here we are. It's great. And how did you make your way out to Portland? You know, it was a, I did it on a random whim. I had a friend that lived out here. We had a very platonic relationship, but she had just gone through a breakup. And then I, you know, she'd been so excited about Portland and doing this and, you know, meeting this new person. And then, you know, she went through the breakup and I'm like, oh my God, that is, that's miserable. Like, I wish I could be out there and, you know, comfort you and we could do Portland together and do these adventures and you take your mind off it. And I was at this point where I, I was wrapping up with college and, I was just, you know, kind of back home at this point and yeah, I needed that next thing. So I literally just packed two suitcases and I was like moved out to Portland. I was like, okay, this will be temporary. You know, we'll figure this out. Like if, you know, if this works for you and we had a great time, you know, we did Portland together and I got to explore the city and, you know, go to the mountains and go to the beach and all that kind of stuff. And I realized really quickly, uh, you know, after meeting like the art scene and all this kind of stuff that I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is the move. This is what I, I need. You know, not a lot of gatekeepers. Everyone was really, you know, open-minded, yeah. uh, super friendly. I was like instantly connected and linked up with uh, some of like, you know, the most profound artists in the city. Like by the first month, just like hanging out with them casually, you know, uh, I had a, a friend that hit me up and he's like, yeah, do you want to come, uh, you know, help me clean my screens in my screen printing shop? And it's like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> to in- instantly get into that kind of a setting was just like, it blew my mind. I was like, wow, this would have taken so much more, you know, groundwork, I feel. Yeah. If you were somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My brother uh, packed up when he got married and he was 24 years old and headed out to Portland and has been there for uh, 25 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I go out there probably every other year. I love it out there. Just yeah, love it. Best. Yeah. So my dad fun. said Mount Hood. Been there, done that. Yeah. yeah. Mount Hood, yeah. Skied on Mount Hood. Almost, you know, I love to ski even though I live in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. 
I should come out there and get a tattoo with Elvis. Yes, yes you're welcome anytime. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about the shop if that's cool. Yeah, um, I, I was going to ask. You set up a whole area, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's. I always explain it to people. Um, it's a dental parlor themed Pee Wee's Playhouse style tattoo shop. I love the Pee Wee Playhouse theme. <laughs> yeah, I, so I you walk it. in and it's yeah, it's like whoa, okay. There's Clocky and there's Cherry and no, there's 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 various Pee Wee things, but um, yeah, it's you know it's got a very I suppose it's more of like a it's got kind of a pediatric dental office vibe. You know, there's toys everywhere <laughs> and yeah. and all these contraptions hanging from the ceiling and various toys from the '90s and I've got a giant uh, you know box tube television that's you know painted bright pink. That's got a whole collection of VHS. So as soon as the client comes in, there's, you know, smooth music playing. And then, you know, a, a movie is always playing on mute in the background. So, you know, they come in and they're like, oh, I want to do a, a Beetlejuice sandworm tattoo. And I go, okay. So we grab Beetlejuice off the VHS, you know, wall collection and we pop it in. And now they're getting tattooed to, you know, sit and watch Beetlejuice at the, th- at the same time. So, you know. Um, You're like imprinting on their brain. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Wow. So, and yeah. And. And that whole vibe and concept just came from, I was used to the tattoo scene being this kind of a boisterous, you know, motorcycle, like you're not a part of this club kind of tattoo parlor vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, even though it's like, it's crazy because you're paying these people, you know, that their living comes off of you, the client. So, you know, to have this kind of a backhanded kind of situation where you don't feel like you're included, I was like, okay, I'm going to start something that, you know, doesn't have that kind of a rule and regulation in place where, you come in and you feel comfortable and you feel like you're in this safe, clean, hygienic, you know, friendly environment. And, you know, I'm doing a good job at trying to comfort you much like going to a dentist, right? You wouldn't want to go yeah. to a, a dental, you know, get your dental work done and have this kind of, you know, boisterous, gnarly dude who doesn't care about you and is really, you know, short with you work on your teeth. <laughs> you know, you want to, you want to feel comfortable. So, and feel that, you know, you're in a hygienic setting. So, yeah. You know, that's why I kind of branched off and did my own, stu- opened up my own studio as opposed to just working in a shop. So mm-hmm. I've got a lot of clients that specifically only get tattooed, you know, with me because they prefer so much more, you know, of that private client experience versus going in a shop where everyone's working right next to it, everyone. And, you know, people are getting nosy and leaning over. They're like, oh, what are you getting? They're like, oh, I would yeah. never get that tattoo. Or, you know, cr- crazy comments. Or you just, you know, you can't control like who's coming in and out. So. Oh, absolutely. Do they have to like um, make an appointment? So you're pretty much booked up. You said you had 70 clients. How many clients is that a day? How long does it take to do a tattoo like I mean, that? that's within a, I'd say I take about 70 clients in a month. So wow. that's just one month's worth of uh, production. So. I mean, I, I don't, at this point, I think I'm, I'm close to like that 50,000 mark on the social media. So, hmm. you know, granted, whatever that, you know, some of those people are not all in Portland, but, uh, uh, you know, I usually get about two, two to 300 like emails every time I open up my books. So I open wow. up my booking. It's like an online uh, platform. It's basically through Calendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll post, a, yeah, I'll post a link. I'll tell everybody like, you know, two months in advance. Okay. On this day at this time, I'm dropping the link. So that day comes around you know, the time comes around, the link gets dropped, they go in and then it's kind of a, a scramble. It's like a first come first serve. So they're, you know, they click the booking link, they see all the different availabilities for the next two months to come. They pick a date, explains the whole situation, how I work. I do a, like a flat rate system. So you know exactly what you're getting into. It's not like surprise, you know, the cost is, you know, X amount of money. It's like right up front. So all of my clients can budget. They know exactly what they're, you know, they wouldn't agree to it if they weren't into it. So yeah. They do that, pick a date, goes into my calendar, goes into their calendar. You know, we're able to exchange the contact info if I need to get a hold of them or if I'm if it is a custom request, because I do 
customs and I do preset designs that I've done. So if it's a custom, I usually the day before will sit down and do the work and draw it out and then text it to them or, you know, contact them on Instagram or something like that. And then they get, you know, they give me the approval. They're like, that's exactly what I was envisioning. I knew you'd be perfect for this job or, or could we actually tweak this or would you mind, you know, changing that or, you know, and then when they walk in, the, the stencils are printed, everything's set up. It's just like, you know, instantly right into the, to, you know, sitting in the chair and, and doing the work. So, I mean, I, for years I was getting tattooed and, you know, you walk in and the guy's like, oh yeah, he'll be here in about five minutes. And then you're sitting and you're waiting and you're waiting. And then eventually the guy comes in and he's like, oh yeah, sorry. He's like, I'm just going to take a quick smoke break if that's cool. It's like, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. And then he comes in and he's like, all right, I'm just going to uh, draw it up real quick. Uh, just give me about, you know, 20 minutes. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and then he's like, all right. Yeah. How's this look? Okay. Now I'm going to set up my station. It's like, it's just so crazy. It's it's an extravagant process. So I've got it so streamlined where it's like, I take, sometimes I'll take three clients in a day and it's like one after the other. I know exactly the time it's going to take me. I know exactly when I'm going to finish. I can take a lunch, you know, sometimes I've got clients if I'm traveling like uh, overseas or in, you know, into different States to tattoo, I'll take clients out to lunch afterwards. It's like, Hey, I've got like two hours before my next appointment, you know, and they're recommending something and they're like, yeah, we should check out this place. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> so nice. It's really nice. genius. Yeah. I feel like I've got a, at this point, I've got a really solid client base. I, I don't, you know, numbers somewhere probably in the hundreds, but like, it's just really grown really interesting relationships with a lot of the people who frequently get tattooed by me. So, All right. So that I'm a tattoo novice. Like I know nothing about it. So in my mind, you know, what you just went through. So, so you design it and then you said something about a stencil. So can you take me through the process of actually giving somebody a tattoo and how that, what happens? Yeah. So I, you know, I've got an iPad that I draw everything on. Mm -hmm. So I'll do the design on that, send it to the client. They give me the approval. Um, Sorry. Hold on. No, you're good. <laughs> That's my dryer. Sorry, Elvis. Okay. It sounded like All a right. tattoo gun. I, I know, right? Was yeah. Working. Yeah, let me show you. Yeah, let me. Yeah, exactly. I thought he was doing somebody right. That's I'm great. So sorry. No, that was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, you know, I'll send the client the design. They approve of it. The day comes. You know, I've already set up my station. Pretty much everything's wrapped in plastic wrap. You know, every surface you're going to potentially touch, you know, it's it's the whole nine yards. So, Everything's already been set up. Client walks in. I actually have one of the easiest stenciling processes than most people. I, I don't know why people don't do it this way, but there's an elaborate process that existed you know, in tattooing with a thermal printer. So you print it off on a normal piece of paper, and then you put it in between this special thermal paper, and then you run it through this thing that like heats the paper up, and then it transfers, and then you have to cut it out. So I have this this printer. It's It's literally, you send it from the iPad, and it instantly prints the stencil. Basically, you just fill the cartridges up with uh, this kind of a purple imprinting uh, solution. So they walk in, the, the stencil's printed in seconds, <laughs> and, uh, and then we go right into it. So we put, I put on this, it's almost like a deodorant kind of composition that we put on the skin uh, to pull the, the stencil. So it's got like a purple ink on there and press it onto the skin. We find, you know, we find the flow or whatever's looking good on the arm or the leg or wherever the tattoo's going press it onto the skin for a few seconds, pull it off. And then it's got a perfect reversed out impression onto the skin. And that's basically a similar solution to like a, a permanent marker. So the only thing that would really get that off the skin would be like, uh, you know, alcohol solution. Hmm. So, you know, if it's, if it's not perfect and we need to move it, you know, I'll rub alcohol in the area, wipe it off, and then we'll re-imprint it. Okay. So that makes sense. Once we've done, yeah, once we've done that, I'll get them on the chair and then, you know, have them, you know, either reclined or a pillow behind their head or, you know, in a, proper angle so that they can see the TV, 
you know, With I'll a good check old it. VHS movie playing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'll ask if the music's okay. Sometimes they would rather the movie audio versus, you know, nice, yeah. audio, you know, sounds in the background. But uh, yeah, then we usually get, get right into it. There's, you know, I'll, I'll work on the main bulk of the line work. So like the thicker stuff and, you know, in black ink, filling in some of the pockets between things to, you know, create kind of darker contrast. Um, and then I usually do like a littler detail. So I'll switch to a, a slightly smaller needle grouping. And the tattoo needles are all based off of the numbers actually dictates the amount of needles at the tip of the needle. Okay. So at the tip of every tattoo needle is, you know, a nine, there's nine tiny points or there's three or there's a five. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at it, you think you're just seeing a needle, but you yeah. you, know, you get kind of, you look right up at it and it's like a pronged effect. Oh, I had no idea. So the more needles, the wider. Exactly. The wider okay, the mark. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I'll usually use a nine liner. So that's like, you know, nine tiny needles at the tip. And that kind of creates your nice, smooth, thick, almost, uh, you know, very illustrative graphic design kind of line work. And then I'll switch over to a, a three. And the threes are the tiny grooves, the little, the little crevices and grooves you see on the teeth or the, you know, the gums and the dentures, or the top of the molars, you know, like those little, the little crevices that are just, it'd be too tight to put, you know, that many needles in that area. So, sure. yeah, so the, you know, the varying sizes and stuff. So yeah, once we do that, you know, the client gets up, checks it out, and we take some pictures. And then I put on this, uh, it's like a rejuvenating kind of uh, cocoa butter, mango kind of what whatever kind of solution cream on the skin. Uh, we wrap it in a pad put them up, you know, put a bandage around it. And then I give them this thing called, uh, it's a Saniderm. So it's like a second skin. So basically after the first 12 hours of them keeping this wrap on, they'll go home, wash it really well, clean it off with a, you know, clean piece of paper towel or whatnot. And then they'll put the second skin on. And it was initially intended, I think, for burn victims uh, or just, you know, in general, just in the medical industry. And it's literally a transparent, it's like a screen protector for your skin. So the same thing like you do with your phone, you know, you put on this transparent film, it's like a sticky saran wrap, basically, and it literally locks the tattoo in and you keep it on for about five or so days and the tattoo will, you know, regenerate and shed like a snakeskin inside that wrap. And then you take that off and, you know, say about four or five days and the tattoo is like completely healed. You just put a little bit of moisturization and then there's no giant scabbing or you know, having to constantly wash it. Did you have to research uh, to be able to provide that for your for your patients? Yeah, so that's kind of, that's patients. in the past. <laughs> yes, no, yeah, patients. <laughs> I love Sounds it. like it. Yeah, um, so I mean, in the past, I'd say 10 years, this this kind of technology has been available to use and people have really been, you know, adopting it. So I was aware of it and it's been used on me before, you know, before I was even tattooing. So I knew it was an option. I knew that it was a good option for the healing process if you want to make sure that you kind of cut out the user error. So, yeah. and it really does. Like I see these tattoos afterwards and I'm blown away. I'm like, oh my God, let me get a picture of this. This looks so good. Or, you know, I'll get people telling me all the time, like your tattoo heals so good. Like it's the best tattoo I have. Or <laughs> It definitely wasn't around when I got tattoos. I don't yeah, really right. yeah, yeah. So give it up for us non-tattooers. So does it hurt? How do you deal with <laughs> um, somebody that's like, do you have people that come in and they're like, oh my God, it hurts too bad. And they stop you or like, what do you do? You know, I think a lot of that is just that building up anxiety of like, you, unknown, you know, so yeah. I really try to comfort those clients as soon as they walk in, you know, I'm offering them beverages and, you know, asking them how their day was and, you know, seeing if they want to, you know, change the music or, but, you know, occasionally I can tell I'm like, oh, okay, they're, they're a little nervous. This is their first tattoo. So, and I always remind them, I'm like, you know, always focus on your breathing, you know, take nice, you know, long breaths and, you know, never hold your breath. And, you know, a lot of people might say it's this bad or that bad, but I mean, to be honest, 
this isn't horrible. And for the most part, I, I usually do like appendages. So I'm tattooing legs and arms and things like that, mm-hmm. which are very easy. I mean, those are so, so much easier than getting stabbed on the ribs or, you know, yeah. stabbed in the, on the, on the chest plate or the neck or the, you yeah. know, all these different stuff. So everything's, you know, pretty butter, <laughs> and, you know, and I'm telling him that now I'm, I'm pretty head to toe in tattoos. And I, I'm explaining like, you know, these are, these were all fairly easy or, depending on where we're tattooing that day on that client, I promise I probably have a tattoo in that area so I can give them some feedback and you know, they're comforted in that sense. And then when we get into it, I did have a client explain it to me, which I have constantly used and explained it to, you know, kind of newbies, but it's like wet fire. (laughs) It's just like, it's like wet fire. It's like, it like burns and it's like, it's got that kind of cat scratch sensation, but it's, it's also got this, wet sensation to it because there's ink and there's goo and you know, you're, you're yeah. putting on petroleum jelly onto the surface of the skin and so yeah i had a client say wow this is like wet fire oh, okay <laughs> so let me ask you something dennis i'm sure you've seen this where somebody's in the dental chair extremely afraid of getting dental work but covered in tattoos um <laughs> yeah i don't know if i really made that association much but um <laughs> it's kind of an individual thing we have a pretty nice new new setting in our new office too, where it's very comforting for patients. We've got a TV on the wall and one on the ceiling. And, Ooh, there you uh, go. and we're, I'm, I never rush people. I never rush as if I've got to hurry this procedure and get into the next room. And people know they're relaxed. I'm relaxed. We've got all the time in the world to do it right. And uh, we take a lot of time in, in numbing up properly. Yeah. yeah. Make sure that they're not uh, scared and stressed out. I mean, it is very similar, you know, when I put the two thoughts in my head together is that, you know, when patients come in or clients come in, you know, to get dentistry done, especially like a full mouth case, there is a little bit of fear there. So it does take a special sort of person, you know, to, to calm somebody's anxieties and fears and, yeah. and relax them to be able to, for you to treat them. At, at least with dentistry, it is possible to make them totally painless. Yeah. Even with just local anesthetic. Tattooing, you're not allowed to use that. No, you? actually you you can. So, okay, not like, obviously not to dental level but yeah uh, we sure. do have this, it's like a topical spray with about four percent lidocaine so uh-huh. once you've opened up the wound you've done like the initial line work you can spray that on the tattoo cover it with a piece of saran wrap for about five or so minutes and then it, it like absorbs into the skin and really numbs it out for a good hour so if i've got clients who are you know i can tell it's like you know they're almost like you know when is this going to be over like oh god yeah. this is a lot more painful than i anticipated even though I, I do constantly get the the remark of people saying you are the most gentle tattooer, <laughs> so, <laughs> which is good, right? Yeah. So yeah, painless dentist. Yeah. So I mean, you know, if, if I'm noticing a client's going through you know a, a rough patch in it, I'll I'll be able to put that topical cream on. They do also make there is this cream you can kind of put on top of your skin. I mean, they sell it on you know online on you know at, at the over the counter and stuff like that. But you put it on the skin and then you wrap it in, in a saran wrap and you leave it on there for about an hour and a half. Yeah. And it basically does the same thing. I think it's got some some sort of percentage with lidocaine, but it, that whole area, once you take that off and you clean it off and you put the stencil on, you get into tattooing, you will not feel it. <laughs> do you have clients that'll come in and ask, so you offer it, but do you like know up front? Because you're wasting, well, not wasting, but you've got an hour and a half. Yes, right so I, exactly. So I don't do that part. I'll okay. provide the post line work topical spray. But if they want to do it before they come in, that's totally fine. But that is that's more of an on them thing. If you really okay. want the whole thing to be start to finish, you know, fairly painless. Yeah. 
One thing back to mentioning back to my dad and his uh, easing the anxiety of that. I remember yeah. being a kid and he would do this thing when he was, you know, about to inject a shot into the gums where he would like shake the side of my, you know, have his thumb in the in the mouth and like shake the side of my mouth. And I was distracted by that. And that's when he was, I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. You'd, and that's when yeah. he would inject yeah. the, and I would never realize it was happening. And then I watched him the, like uh, a few years back or so, my brother was in the chair, similar situation. I think he had a cavity or, or whatnot. I watched him do it. And I was like, oh my God, this whole time, that's that's the moment. Because I could never tell when it was ever happening. It was just done, you know? So, what, no, I think it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you can explain that. I don't know. It was, it's just the it's just the in the mouth, I suppose. The, yeah, yeah, just a distraction. It's just a distraction. Sure. Let's get, get the gums, or get the, yeah, get the, the mouth ready. <laughs> sure. So, Ed, is there anything you don't tattoo? Is there something that you wouldn't? <laughs> yes. Yeah? Yes. At this point, people get it and they don't pester me for these kind of requests. But I, you know, I, and I've actually stopped. When I was a graphic artist and a screen printer and a painter, I would tell people all the time, I'm like, oh, I'm an artist. I'm an artist. You know, and they'd be like, oh, cool. I've got a son who has a band and he would love a graphic project for that or, or whatever. Right. So I would yeah. get all these, you know, commissioned, you know, art projects. I became a tattooer and I was like, don't tell anybody that you're a tattooer. <laughs> <laughs> because as soon as I do that, everybody pitches me their dream concept. They're like, oh, I want the tree of life with my, you know, my kids' Roman numerals that turn into my dog's paw prints that like, you know, <laughs> turn into blossoming, you know, cherry blossom trees, and which is fine. That's, you know, those tattoos are great. And I appreciate them. And some people really strive in doing those, but that is not what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I am not a service. Like, you're coming to me for you basically, you know, you're a fan of the, the work I produce and you want a piece of that work. You know, you're not hitting me up because you want me to do maintenance or, you know, various stuff like that. So, you know, sure, I'm not sure. simply don't do quotes or song lyrics or those, you know, those kind of things, the super sentimental. That's usually what I kind of tell people. I'm like, if this is a really sentimental tattoo, it's, it's probably not going to be something that I'm going to be the one for. Yeah. You're trying to stay in your wheelhouse. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Like, this is my specialty and that's not it. It's like, I'm a ceramist and I don't do, I don't do dentures. So I only do anterior teeth and that's kind of similar in my mind anyways because i'm a dental technician totally but you tell anybody yeah. who's not really trained in that they're gonna be like oh yeah could you do these <laughs> could you do that <laughs> no i really can't and i have no idea how <laughs> well you know the uh, epidermis the human skin it, it's an organ it, it covers your body i would imagine there's some part of the canvas is maybe taboo or off limits don't you think yeah <laughs> Regarding that, you said not a rib. So where are the most painful areas to tattoo? The thinnest skin? Yeah, the thinner skin for sure. Um, things that are located over bones. Why? Because you're hitting the bone or what? Yeah, well, I mean, it's just a denser material. Yes, there's still muscle between it, but you just have to think, you know, you've got to think about your depth control. So, mm -hmm. you know, you get a certain amount of depth, you're, you're really allowed to go in before you've either reached too far and then you get a thing called a blowout where ink is now pouring under an area that doesn't, where it doesn't belong. So when you see it from a topical view, there's this blue kind of black haziness around that line. That's a blowout. So that's if you've gone too deep. How do you handle that? Sorry, how do you? I mean, there's really a, not a lot you can do to handle that once it's happened. You just have to be conscious of that while you're doing it. You know, those are definitely first time tattooer mistakes. They've got the needle hanging out a little too far, or mm -hmm. they're pushing a little too hard, or they're, they're way too slow. And the machine is just packing because basically it's 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 a packing system. It's like you know how like farmers plant their fields. A machine's going by and it's it's scraping a hole and it's pushing in a, a in some seeds. Scraping a hole, pushing in some seeds. So it's the same yeah. thing. You're basically scraping all these. You're or not scraping, but you're puncturing all of these little holes and it's flooding those holes with ink. 
So you have to keep moving. If you stay in one spot, it's just going to destroy the skin and send ink, you know, way too much ink in, in the given area. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, to get around that is, is kind of tough. You have to, you know, either thicken the line or, you know, pray it's going to heal and kind of absorb away or whatever. The people that I see, you know, like, um, who's Courtney uh, Kardashian? What's his name? <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> You're asking me? I don't keep up with the Kardashians. Uh, I don't either. Blink 82. Uh, oh, got- yes. Travis, uh, Travis Barker, right? Thank you. So he's yeah. got a full body tattoo. So like you got to be sort of kind of like, I don't know if I would say into pain, but tolerant of pain to get that much in those spots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got him everywhere, face and neck. And I, you know, I think what it really is, is it's a, I always tell my clients, like once they get a cool tattoo and they're like, Oh, I love this. This is my favorite tattoo. I'm like, yeah, we do it for the street cred, right? <laughs> you know, for the, for your walking <laughs> yeah, out in the street. You can, yeah. You can sport your fresh tattoo and, you know, feel cooler. Right. So I think it is, it's probably more of a, you know, mind over matter. Like, yeah, nobody mm-hmm. wants to sit and get, you know, penetrated by needles for hours plus especially if you were to boil it down and collectively realize like oh my god if i were to sit down straight i'd be tattooed you know for an entire year or year's worth of time or whatever right (laughs) you know it's it's definitely agony like and some people are able just able to kind of turn that off or just zone out and it it isn't the worst pain ever it's not i think the reward element of of it is is where people just that's where they check in they go this is going to be worth it you know i'm gonna love this i can't wait to show it off so yeah, yeah, but Travis Barker, he's in, he's got an interesting story. He was in a plane crash. I a think. plane crash. Yeah, it like burned all of his tattoos off his back or something. Like Ooh. he's supposed to like have some crazy gnarly scars on his back, which I think he's tattooed like since. I think he's gotten tattoos on top of all that scar tissue. So wow. I don't even. That's gotta be so gnarly. I, I've occasionally like tried to look into photographs of that, but I don't think there's much you can see. But yeah, that's that's a whole other beast, like, you know, tattooing scars and things like that. So Because the skin reacts differently, doesn't yeah, it? It's not it's porous anymore. It's, it's yeah. smooth. Yeah. Wow. Do you go to, like, we have CE credits and things like that. Like, do you, you know, go to classes or anything? Or, you know, do you update your skills? Yeah, so that we've got continued education courses here. In, in the state of Oregon, actually, which is crazy, but it's, uh, I mean, it's good. It's good and bad. But it's the only place you actually have to be licensed and go through a schooling system to be a tattoo artist. In, really? In, yeah, in the state of Oregon. Everyone else is like, you know, you go meet the guy, you know, Joe at the shop, and you he takes you on as an apprentice and then makes you work for two years just cleaning things. And, <laughs> and then eventually he throws you the bone and is like, okay, you can start taking clients. So that's like the classic route. I kind of went underground with it. I was like, I'm just going to figure this out on my own, see if I'm even interested in doing this because the schooling's, you know, fairly expensive. Yeah. And, you know, once I was able to really get into it and realize, okay, there's a demand here. Like I've, I've started to build a, a bit of a following and, you know, clientele. So I think I could probably lean into this and, and step away from my other, you know, side hustles and career paths. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, having to do the schooling and all that stuff, but they do require you about, ten, you have to do about 10 credit hours for every year you renew. COVID has been a little different, obviously. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people aren't doing as many seminars and stuff like that. But you know, things like going to a convention and, you know, listening in on a talk. Or I mean, to be honest, I even look at it as doing tattoo trades. So I'll meet different artists that I'm, you know, fond of their work in town and they like my work and we set up a time to do a trade. So I'll sit in on a session with them and they'll tattoo me and, you know, vice versa. So in to some degree, I would even consider those as continued educations because you're, you know, the more you're working with people and seeing how they yeah. do things, I mean, they're, you know, you're, it's expanding and pushing your knowledge with that. Like recently I've changed, you know, kind of my healing process just because of an experience I had where I had a perfect tattoo heal in a very challenging location. It was a, my, both my kneecaps 
and his yeah and his process of how he went through you know the aftercare was like it blew my mind and i had the easiest heal something i i anticipated being horrendous was yeah. it was fine so you know t- taking that to know and that you know just certain shading techniques and how you pack you know thick black areas and that's i mean that's just kind of been the evolution of my process because i i did have to go to school but i would say mm-hmm. that it is definitely more of a joke <laughs> it is you don't really learn what you need to learn it's kind of ran by you know that kind of classic mentality of a tattoo yeah. school you know a tattoo artist shop you know guys coming in hungover and all this kind of crazy stuff it's like oh my god this is everything i don't want to you know be associated with so i kind of put my head down and worked really hard and was able to finish it in 60 days which is <laughs> i want to say maybe the record but <laughs> yeah. you know i'm getting through this and i'm getting through it yes I, I mean i made it very clear i i went in there and i was like look I know what I'm doing. Like, I need this for the formality. You know, I need to, I've got to get that paperwork and, and do this thing. And they're like, yep. Okay. <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds good. Just do the few things we need. And I'm like, okay. Well, it's good to know they have that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and you look at somebody's work, you can tell instantly if they know what they're doing or not. Like mm-hmm. the skin will get pretty red and beat up and what we like to call chewed up. Mm-hmm. Gross. Especially in big, thick, I know, right? Especially, <laughs> in, yeah, yeah, chomp, chomp, right? But uh, especially in big, thick, black, saturated areas, you can really tell if somebody's overworked the skin, which sometimes can lead to ink rejection or scarring. So, which is not good. You know, you really only get one pass. You don't, it's it's almost like a, like a BB gun and a piece of cardboard. You know, you could mm-hmm. evenly yeah. distribute the BBs on that piece of cardboard and the cardboard's still going to hold its integrity. But if you just keep nailing it and just firing away at that one center point, it's just going to turn into shrapnel, you know, like yeah. it's not going to hold that same integrity. So skin is very much so like that. If you're, if you're just over, you know, over penetrating one area, you're just, it's going to lead to, you know, not good things. So interesting. That's a great analogy for me. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, no, sense. absolutely. That. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I go to tattoo school and I'm showing them my work and the guy's like, oh yeah, you know, you know what you're doing. <laughs> and I'm even showing them like, I've had, you know, I've got friends coming to the school cause you have to tattoo uh, people in the school to kind of prove yourself or whatever. Yeah. And I'm showing friends of mine that have, you know, 10 tattoos by me and the instructor is able to kind of look at them and, and assess like, Oh yeah, this guy knows, knows what he's doing. So yeah, let's graduate him in 60 days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so in the dental lab industry, material is very important. You know, the quality of what you use, is it true in tattooing too? I mean, is there different grades of ink? And needles and yeah, equipment. No, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I use probably one of the, I think currently on the market right now, one of the nicest like tattoo machines. Okay. As most people like to refer to it as a gun, <laughs> as much as <laughs> that's like, I think that's another like kind of taboo thing with the, the tattoo community. A lot of people refer to it as the gun. It is, yeah. it is the machine. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, so I've got these various machines that they're, it's basically like a coil hybrid rotary electric kind of kind of machine to me i mean that is the extension of myself that is the second nature when i get into doing the tattoo like if i don't have that machine or those you know styles of machine it's just not it's going to be a you know a different process so that was huge for me which they they sit about the they're about twice the cost of an average tattoo machine so whenever i'm talking to somebody who's you know wanting to get into the tattoo scene or they've been working with a certain machine that they're just not comfortable with and they just they're wishing that they could you know do better i am always saying i'm like you know if you want to make the investment this machine's going to last you a lifetime like get this machine this is the thing that you're going to need so that's crucial to me that's like number one the brand of needles i do use those are crucial they're kind of a looser uh, needle grouping so like i said they're in it's a nine so there's nine tiny little needles at the tip but they've got a slightly looser orientation so they yep. kind of comb into the skin a little easier instead of being such a concentrated uh 
kind of bug pin effect. Those are a certain style. It's all, you know, uh, stainless steel and things like that. The quality of ink, some inks have various like minor minerals and metals in them, which you obviously kind of want to stay away from. Certain inks will heal on the hazy side or the blue side if it's like a black ink. So I, I really try to stick with a, I use a company called Dynamic Ink. It's like the nicest, smoothest, most rich black. Uh, that just, and it just goes in the skin perfectly. So it's not super stainy or smeary. So when you're, you know, when you're working and you're wiping, you're not having to like worry about staining the skin, you know, around yeah. the given area. So nice. Um, that, that's a good one. You know, paper towel is crucial. <laughs> the perfect absorbent. Really? Yeah. You know, the, uh, what is it? Brawny. Yeah. <laughs> absorbent paper towels. Those are perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The quicker figure rubber. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's crucial. But you know, other than that, like I suppose, yeah, there's an electrical component that you plug into that then will create your it's the power supply for the machine. And I do have one that's I have upgraded in the past uh, couple years now, which it's a independent power supply maker in I think Georgia. Um, they go by Freedom Electric. So basically it's got a power bank in there so you can charge it you plug it into the wall and you can use it directly from the wall. Or if you want, you can go mobile. So if you were to do a convention or a pop-up or what I've done with my friends who are tattooers is we've gone camping, camping in like Mount Hood Forest. And we'll bring various, you know, the exact crucial essentials we need. And this power supply will allow us to not have to be plugged in at all. It'll go, I think I've, I've tested it once. I did like 10 tattoos and did not have to charge the, uh, the power supply. Out in the woods. <laughs> No, wow. not in the woods, not in the woods. Uh, but like I did uh, for that test, like I basically just in my shop, I didn't have the oh, I I see. Didn't have charging, you know, I was just seeing how long can this thing go? And, you know, without a single hiccup, it was through and true. So with that being said, yeah, I, I've, I've done camping trips where we've taken that out and, you know, tattoo among different tattoo friends I have, not just yeah. you know, any old person or like, I'm not saying, you know, telling my clients, hey, let's go to the woods and <laughs> do <a tattoo." laughs> it'll be great. Well, you know. We'll go on a hike and we'll, you know, we'll go. Yeah. yeah, we'll do tattoos. But yeah, I've had friends where we've done that. And it's it's a pretty beautiful experience to just have, you know, the bare essentials. It's, you know, it's all hygienic. Like you're not, you know, it's not your things aren't dirty when you arrive. Like you just bring, you know, sterile things wrapped up. Sure. And and, and do that process. So that's really fun and cool. So that's another kind of crucial component is, is the, you know, the power supply to the machine. That way the voltage is bright and, you know, level where you need it to be. And it's not fluctuating too much. And Sounds like the importance of a good handpiece, Barb. Yes. Speaking of doing conventions, have you ever thought about doing a dental convention? A dental convention. That would be so funny if I was the guy in the corner doing dental yes. tattoos. Yes. Oh my God. I that'd think be it would crazy. be huge. I do too. We should get you in Lab Day Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. The conventions, they do have guys that uh, will custom fit your foot for shoes and you know, yep. kind of, kind of a, a sideline thing uh, at the conventions, but yeah, I, I think uh, Edward would fit in just fine there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be wild. I would totally. That's that's the convention I could see myself at. Because if I if I went to a tattoo convention, that's where you get. Then you're on the pedestal and you're in the spotlight. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, you're a tattoo artist." Like. I want you to do this and I want you to do that. And then, like I said, it becomes more of the service. So, <laughs> but I think if you went to an all dentist themed thing, you know, somebody there would be like, Oh my God, I've always wanted a tooth tattoo or I've always wanted denture tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. That would be so interesting. I'm definitely gonna have to look into that. <laughs> well, we're gonna see if we can make this happen. Yeah. Every year in Chicago in February, we have the largest dental lab convention. Let's denture go. babes will be there we're gonna be there with the podcast i think we need to have a tattoo oh my there. gosh let's boogie you let me know <laughs> yeah let's see if we can make this right. happen this is awesome that would be I'm so there. fun yeah i'd come out in a heartbeat nice so 
Dennis, Ed, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I know it was a little different than what we usually have on this, but I found it extremely awesome. interesting. Yeah, it's, mm. I think it's cool what you're doing, and I hopefully you're happy to be known as the Denture Tattoo Guy. <laughs> yes, it is pretty fun. <laughs> Did you ever think that was going to happen? <laughs> No, not necessarily. You know, I mean, I saw tattooing as being, you know, this sterile, clean, hygienic situation and setting. So I was like, this just makes sense to kind of lean into the moniker of dentist, right? And it just clicked. I mean, you know, everybody in Portland and and my friends and stuff, they just, they get it. They're like, yeah, it makes sense. He's the the dentist. Very unique. Definitely unique. And I love it. I think it's great. So what's your Instagram? How can people find you? Yeah, it's just dentist PDX. PDX being the, um, it's the, it's kind of what Portland's adopted as their side name. So instead of saying Portland, we have ah. named our, yeah. So our our airport's called PDX. PDX Airport, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. so it's almost, yeah, it's almost like if people called themselves, you know, LAX. Oh, here's ORD. <laughs> yeah, but yep. uh, yeah. So yeah, a lot of places in Portland, businesses and small businesses and stuff will be the name of the business and then PDX. So I kind of jumped on that bandwagon to kind of support you know the community and and kind of you know spotlight where I am doing my practice. So. <laughs> So yeah, Dentist PDX. Dentist PDX on Instagram. Everyone go like them, check it out. It's great stuff, not just dental related tattoos, but a lot of really cool stuff. So again, thanks, Ed. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, Elvis. Thank you. Awesome. And hopefully we'll see you in Chicago at the dental convention. Yes, yes. We'll make it happen. We'll plan on it. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye now. So let's talk about Wick Mix for a minute. There are three deep print resins for models that do a decent job, and then there is the Whip Mix Vera Models OS. Dr. Michael Scherer, a prosthodontist from Sonora, California, says, and I quote, Whip Mix Vera Model OS is one of the finest model resins that I have ever worked with. It's amazing. The popular resins offer the dental laboratory a high-quality, smooth surface finish, extreme precision, reliable accuracy, and fine detail. They can be used in the 385 and 405 nanometer printers, and they are compatible with the silicone-based separators. Veramodel OS print resins are available in ivory, golden brown, gray, and white colors for any model application. For more information, call 1-800-626-5651 or visit Whitmix.com. A big thanks to Ed and Dr. Dennis for coming on our podcast. While it wasn't exactly Dental Lab related, we super love to talk about anything that would be of interest in our profession. So be sure to check out all of Ed's great designs on his Instagram account at DentistPDX. What's funny is that later that day, after the recording, Ed posted on Instagram him and his tattooing chair getting a cleaning by his dad. How cool is that? Of course, the TV was playing old VHS tapes of The Shining. And if you get to the Portland area this week, he is starting to book the next block of his patients that might just want a tooth-related tattoo. So I also want to add that during the interview... I mentioned about trying to get him to come to a dental show to do his tattooing in a booth. Yeah. I did reach out to LMT to get him to come to Lab Day Chicago, but it just didn't work out. We couldn't Uh get the logistics. But we're not giving up. I think this is a great idea, and I think it would go over super good at a dental show. 
and I know there are technicians out there that would love to celebrate their passion with a tattoo. So please stay tuned for an announcement when we can finally get them at a dental show. I think it would be amazing. Of course you do. And then we would force Barb to get a tattoo. Yeah, on my ass. I was thinking a big (laughs) anterior on your forehead. (laughs) All right, everybody. So glad 21 is over. Welcome to 22. We will, of course, talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.